1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
3: It's a Fan Evening Show. Josh Roundtree with you here this evening. Our Twitter brought to you by South Hills Chrysler, Dodge Jeep, Ram, and Peters Township. You can visit them online at southhillsjeep.com. And the Fan Hotline, that is presented by Nemo Colon. Around every corner, Nemo Colon creates real-life magic for guests. And on the Fan Hotline joining us is our pal from the athletic, Mike DeFabo. Mike, how are you tonight? Hey, I'm doing pretty well. We just had some Chinese food. And actually, I was uh, talking with Jenna about which of the
4: Christmas songs we want to see sing at Christmas karaoke. Because last year, we sang Felice Dud successfully without getting canceled. <laughs> and uh, we were we, we were thinking of mixing it up, possibly Frosty the Snowman, but um we were also considering Yinzer version of Santa Claus is coming to town. So Ooh, I like A, lot, that. Going,
3: a uh, lot going on on a Friday night. If you're wondering what Mike is uh, referring to, uh, I'm not talking about the Chinese food that he's eating, but I am talking about the uh, our Odyssey Pittsburgh Christmas karaoke. It's on the North Shore. It's uh, Wednesday uh, at Mike's Beer Bar, and uh, I'll be there. But I did not sign up to sing, so. Um I will be there just uh having a beer and and watching everybody else sing. Maybe I'll get encouraged to get up there eventually, but um I'm going to watch Mike and and Jenna uh sing. What's what's Mike what's the Chinese food order? Like what's the go-to for you? Uh we went to uh Shang, Chengdu Gourmet in mm-hmm. Squirrel
4: Hill. Mm-hmm. Um and I went with some general tso's chicken and some kung pao chicken, mm. some hot and sour soup and some dumplings. So really I have, a, went for it.
3: I have a buddy who owns a Chinese restaurant, and anytime somebody orders General So's chicken and wonton soup, they call it the white person special.
4: Oh, yeah, that's tough. I went there's a, a place up the street for me that
3: has Thai food, and I, I I like when I order pad thai, they're like, Oh yeah, pad thai, very basic meal. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> You're like, that's a, white, <laughs> that's a white guy. I like pad thai too, so it, it is what it is. All right, Mike, let's get into it here. Um last night, Minka Fitzpatrick mm-hmm. after the game saying uh, essentially guys are not giving enough effort, uh, not maybe buying in. Uh, he made the comment that guys, you know, put on the black and gold and just think that they're going to essentially play well and win because of that. Any idea who his frustrations are with there, who he is referring to, and how big of an issue, I guess, could that be if, you know, there's a, a leader of the team basically saying, you know, some of our guys really don't care to, uh, you know, enough, I guess.
4: The way I look at this situation is the Steelers lost one of their leaders in Kenny Pickett, and there's a leadership void right now, right? And I think this was a leader move from uh, from um, Minka. Minka, sorry, I backed out for a second. Um, you know, for for him to do this publicly, sometimes when you're speaking to the press, what a lot of players don't realize, you're also speaking to your team. And by talking to Brooke Pryor from ESPN, who was the one that got this quote and talked with Minka, you're also challenging your teammates. And this is what I think that this team needs right now, because beyond the problems of what they're putting on the field right now, I also see dysfunction in the locker room right now. And, and I look at the offensive side of the ball. I don't see guys that are playing hard and playing for each other. And that's a problem. That tells me that um, they may be losing the offensive players right now, that they are not – focused and pulling the rope in the same direction right now. So, I mean, the only guys that I can look to, like you look at the situation where he wrestled uh, Deontay Johnson in the locker room after the game in Cleveland, after Deontay looked at a fumble and didn't even attempt to to recover it. You know, um, those kind of situations. You look at George Pickens pouting, um, that kind of stuff. So I I feel like these offensive players need to get their act together. If they're not going to perform on the field – they at least need to not be like a dysfunctional family behind the scenes.
3: Yeah, I I mean, that that was the vibe that I got, too, was those were comments directed probably at at the wide receivers. Um, Any chance you think that they maybe put Mason in there in the next week or so if things don't go well with Trubisky or will they just let Mitch sort of run things until Pickett's able to get back? Why not go to Mason at some point, I guess?
4: Well, my my colleague at the Athletic, Mark Caballi, uh, who has become a big celebrity on 93.7 The Fan, He's a, um, he's a big Mason fan. This, this man has been driving the Mason Rudolph hype train and pumping shovelfuls of coal into it. <laughs> but I actually have a very different opinion than him. Um, I think that Mason Rudolph has been in this organization as long as he has, and he's the third quarterback for a reason. Uh, I, I think – I mean, every team in the league had an opportunity to make him their backup quarterback, and they opted not to, and he ended up coming back to Pittsburgh. Um, I saw what happened – when, when the Steelers were in a situation where they had a great defense and they needed a couple wins on the stretch and they needed a game manager to just get them to the playoffs, and he was unable to do that. And he has no experience that would prove to me that he's gotten better from that. So, you know, I understand that Mitch Trubisky is not a great answer right now, but few teams have a great answer at backup quarterback. And truthfully, a guy that has 55 starts under his belt, 56 after last night, I think is a better option for you in your current state. And and it, it's unfortunate. You want as a fan an answer. You want something different. You want a fix. But I think it's proof right now that there's no one thing wrong with the offense. You know, firing Matt Kenneth didn't fix it. Uh, Ke- replacing Kenny Pickett or, or whatever happened, you know, with the injury forcing Trubisky in did not fix it. And I honestly don't believe that putting Mason Rudolph in is going to fix it either. Cause I'm at practice every day.
3: I see him run the scout team,
4: and he throws a lot of interceptions to the scout team.
3: Um, we're talking with Mike DeFabo from The Athletic. Mike, uh, the the big talk today, and I'm sure you're well aware of this, has been Mike Tomlin's future. And, and there's an interesting, I think, sort of wrinkle that you know I initially didn't really consider. But you know they need an offensive coordinator for next year. Mike Tomlin's also in the last year of his deal. What offensive coordinator is going to want to come to a team that has a coach that is a lame duck coach in the last year? That makes me think that either, A, Mike Tomlin is going to be traded, fired, or extended. Um, If not, then it's probably going to be Eddie Faulkner and and Mike Sullivan as the offensive coordinator, one of the two or both of them, next year. Is that a fair way of looking at that situation? You know, you you started talking. I thought you were headed down one, one path, and I
4: have a different take on the situation. Here's my thought. Mm -hmm. There is a narrative out there, and I think it's a correct narrative, that the Steelers have been cheap, and they've looked for easy answers at offensive coordinator, looking for the guy that they can find next door. I think the answer for the Steelers is to conduct a national search. Bring in a guy that you expect to be a head coach in three years if he does well as your offensive coordinator, and pay him handsomely to do that. And if you do that, you first – and foremost, fix the offense that's held back this team for years. And secondly, you now have somebody waiting in the wings. In the event that you do decide that it's time to move on from Mike Tomlin, um, I think that that would be uh, an approach that would would satisfy both of those objectives. And that's exactly what I would do if I was Art Rooney. You know, will they do that? I don't know. I would doubt it. I would think that they'll probably go the same path that they have. But – you know, I, I feel like that would be uh, a really, you know, kind of interesting way to go. And I think that, and that for an organization that loves to promote from within, you know, you have a guy sitting right there and, and I think that would be the way to go.
3: Mike DeFabo of the athletic uh, is joining us right now. Um, Mike, uh, you know, you look back at that game last night. Obviously, middle linebacker seems to be an issue. Um, They got targeted over the middle. Alandon Roberts kind of feels like a man on an island sort of right now. Is there a quick fix? Is there something that they did maybe differently in the second half that they can channel going forward into these last four games because those top guys that they brought in are are not coming back here this year? I mean, what can they do at that position to to just help sort of put a Band-Aid on it? Well, it's
4: not only that position. You know, I think that this is the issue: is the Steelers were winning games, you know, despite the fact that they had a comically and historically inept offense, on the back of a defense that was very opportunistic and turned the opponent over. Yeah. But when you start losing players from the defense, it's not the same defense anymore. And can you keep that formula up? I don't think so. So, you know, I don't know what the quick fix is in terms of linebacker. But one thing I think to consider here is that the tight end has really hurt them in the last couple games. And there's such an interesting balance with Minka Fitzpatrick, where the first couple games, everyone was saying, well, why doesn't he have any interceptions? A lot of it was because he was shutting down guys like George Kittle. You know, that was the reason why he didn't have interceptions. So I think that they're trying to find that balance. Um, you know, the other, I guess, hope would be if uh, Keanu Neal comes back and, you know, he, he has played linebacker in the past and he was kind of their break, glass in case of emergency guy they put him on IR with a rib injury and I think it's been about four weeks at this point he should be getting close uh to considering a comeback so maybe he can factor into that discussion a little bit otherwise you're rolling with the similar guys you know Blake Martinez is probably going to play a ton down the stretch he was announced as a starter yesterday you know this guy has been in the organization like two weeks um you know he didn't even want to play football a, a year ago at this time <laughs> or two years ago So, you know, that's how how it's gotten. And I imagine Miles Jack will be part of that. But, again, I think the biggest thing is they had a defense that was winning them games, and that was the reason they were winning. It's not the same defense anymore when it's injured.
3: Mike, last thing for you. Uh, One of your uh, coworkers, Kabali, he got asked this question today. Uh, Ray Fittipaldo was asked this question today. And uh, I'll ask you, percentage chance that Mike Tomlin – is not back with the Steelers next year as their head coach.
4: Okay, before I answer this directly
3: <laughs> with a percentage, because I know how you talk, radio guys do pin people down. Um, I would never. I would you, never. I'm, I'm just curious. I mean, look, I'll tell you. Kabali said there's a 10 percent chance that Mike Tomlin would not be back. Fidelpaldo said there's a 50 percent chance that Tomlin won't be back. I, I, to be honest with you, I don't think that it's I I side with Kabali probably more than than Ray myself, but I'm curious to hear what other people think about that that number.
4: Well, look, the only person whose opinion matters really is Art Rooney II, and I don't see him moving on from Mike Tomlin. I mean, there have been much worse seasons from Chuck Knoll or from Bill Cowher. Um, I think they're still going to look at it and say, well, it was probably because they didn't have a quarterback and there was so much – uh, dysfunction on offense. I mean, I, I'd put it at five to 10%. And even that might be, you know, buying into some of this a little bit. Like, I just think that given the history of this organization, I wouldn't expect them to change, but I guess by the same token, I never thought that they would move on from Matt Canada in the middle of the season. And they did. So, you know, it would really, the this question is mostly a test of how much does the Steelers stick with tradition and tradition and the way that they've done things in the past got them one place, and that was some Super Bowls. But also, is that is that approach now antiquated? And it, are they do they still believe in their model that got them the Super Bowls, or do they feel like they need to start doing what a lot of the other league does, and and that would be moving on from coaches much more quickly than they have?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Mike, appreciate it as always. Good talking with you. I will uh, see you at karaoke I guess on uh, on Wednesday. I'm looking forward to seeing your and Jenna's performance and uh, I'll talk to you then. Thanks, buddy.
4: You better sing a song if you don't. I'm going to be disappointed, but yeah, I'll talk to you
3: then. You buy me a beer or three and, and we'll talk about it, okay? <laughs> that's the way it always goes. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. Karaoke. that's right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All, All right. That, that is uh, Mike DeFabo from The Athletic. Yeah, we have this karaoke thing coming up in we got about 40 emails about signing up to sing, and I'm going to go, but I didn't sign up to sing, which I'm probably going to get some heat for. I'm just not a big karaoke guy. I mean, I think it's it's going to be fun. We had a we had a blast last year. It was chaotic last year um, in a good way, chaotic in a good way. Like, it was just a lot of fun. Um, but I, I didn't sing last year. I didn't sign up to sing this year. Probably a bad look for me, to be honest. I, I probably should get up there and, and and do it. But then I also saw the list today of singers, and there's plenty of other coworkers of mine who are full-time employee, employees here who are not singing. So I think the onus should be on them to sing before me, and if they don't get up there and sing, then no pressure on me, right, Charlie?
5: I only have one question. Is Ron Cook going to sing?
3: No, he was not. I don't believe Ron was on the list.
1: That's a shame.
3: No, I don't. I, I I shouldn't say that. I don't remember fully, but I'm pretty positive Ron was not on that that singer list. Um, maybe I'll get up there. But come on out to that, by the way, if you're uh, if you're able, it's uh, it benefits a good cause as well. It's for one night only uh, on Wednesday, December thirteenth, our Odyssey Pittsburgh Stations. That's the fan here, KDK, Star Whammo y 108 Flipping the tables and turning Mike's beer bar into the biggest Christmas karaoke spot on the North Shore, where our on-air hosts and local celebrities take the mic for Celebrity Karaoke. It supports the Light of Life Rescue Mission. Great organization located here in Pittsburgh, uh, who I've actually done some volunteer work with in the past. They're really awesome people. Uh, Details are at 937thefam.com. Um. That talk with Mike is definitely interesting. I mean, I agree with Mike. When when Ray Fittipaldo threw the number out today, a 50% chance Tomlin's not back, he was basing it on this. Mike Tomlin is going into the final year of his contract. And after this year. There is no extension out there currently, as it currently stands. The number one, the most important thing for this franchise right now is finding an offensive coordinator that can develop Kenny Pickett next year. Kenny Pickett's not going anywhere. I, I, I know that disappoints a lot of people. He's not going anywhere. And since he is not going anywhere, you have to bring somebody in now to develop him. And you ideally want somebody who is proven, a quarterback developer, can play call, You want the whole package here with this. You need the whole package. You have had the worst offense that the Steelers have had in a very long time. One of its worst offenses ever. And it's now a couple of seasons with that. So you need to bring in somebody really solid to be the OC. The problem is, and this is the way that it works in the coaching world, when a coach is going into the final year of his deal, Good luck finding somebody good to come join that coach. They want stability, and yes, there is some stability with the Steelers when it pertains to Mike Tomlin, but if he's on a one-year deal, I would have to think that a lot of coordinators are going to look at this and say, "Eh, if we don't do well in this first year, and if I have to inherit a quarterback in Kenny Pickett who I don't think is very good, I might be out on my ass in eight months. That's a very, very real thing that somebody has to think of. They are not only inheriting a bad offense, they're inheriting Kenny Pickett, and they would be joining a team with a coach on a one-year deal. And if you don't believe fully that you can change all of that, that if you cannot change Kenny Pickett, that if Mike Tomlin cannot work his way to an extension, which would come at the end of his contract, mind you, then... You're probably going to say no, and that's going to push it down to the second choice and the third choice and the fourth choice and the fifth and so on and so forth, and it probably gets to the point where either, A, you are hiring somebody who's just not that great or you're just keeping Eddie Faulkner and or Mike Sullivan around to lead the offense next year. That is not a good idea at all. So that makes this offseason very, very interesting, and that's why when you hear Ray Fittipaldo, who was on earlier, saying that he looks at it maybe like a 50% chance that Tomlin is or is not back, I, I understand where Mike's coming from. I kind of side with what Kabali said and, and with what Mike DeFabo just said. I look at it as somewhere like 10% because I just don't believe that Art Rooney will pull, will pull that lever and do that until I see it with my own eyes. I just have a really hard time as somebody who has seen the way that this franchise operates, even though it has changed a little bit for them over the years, I find it very difficult to believe that suddenly they would do something so incredibly drastic as that. And really, it's it's not that drastic. I mean, firing a coach or trading a coach isn't super crazy, but for them it seems that way because of the way that they operate. Uh, let's grab a call before we go to a break here Mark's been waiting very patiently through all of this uh, he is in Utica New York and he is up what's up mark
6: hey josh i'm doing I'm doing well trying to get through a bad loss yeah. hey do they do they have in line the next Rooney younger you know like a grandson or a son of art
3: yeah, that's respect. a good that's a good question there are um yeah there are uh successors. There's Arthur J. Rooney Jr. Uh, who was the vice president of the organization who would uh, seemingly slide into the role that Art Rooney, the uh, second would, would eventually leave, but it, I mean, it will be another Rooney.
6: I was wondering if they were grooming him because to be more like, you know, I like to see somebody more like Dan. I mean, I, I love the Steelers. They're my team since forever. Mm-hmm. I'm 61. It's really hard to see the way it's, it's happening and i know they're very loyal i like their loyalty i think it's great i like mike Tomlin. Yeah. i do think it's. i do think it's time though i really do there's just so much the to me it started with the jacoby jones incident on the field him with the interview with dungie to me the culture is killing the team right now is that's just like an, another added factor yeah. besides everything that you guys were talking about but is this young rooney able to Maybe put his word in and say, "Hey, you know, maybe we do need to to move on because it's a great point. You want a new offensive coordinator, and he's and if the, if they're not they're not going to attain anybody that of that quality that we really want to see through Mike Tomlin's stubbornness. You know, he doesn't want to be outshined. What are we What are we going to do here?
3: Yeah, you know, it's a good question, man. And thanks for the call, Mark. Um, I, I don't know." <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Um, it, it's it's a great question. By the way, I, I said that wrong. Art Rooney Jr. is not... I got to make sure I get this right here. Art Rooney Jr. would not be, I think, the next in line. It would go down the list. They, they have people in place. I just can't, for the life of me, think of of that off the top of my head. But... Um, I don't think that would be the next person because that uh, Arthur J Rooney Jr. is 88 years old and he is the vice president of the Steelers, so he's in the Rooney family, but he is not the the successor, or the heir apparent. So scratch that. I I misspoke there. Um, but they do have their family line. They do have there are successors in place. Um, there are four children of Art Rooney. Uh, they have been involved within the organization. Uh, a couple of their kids. Um, so there's there's going to be a Rooney in place, is what I'm getting at here. Up next, uh, it's not Arthur J. Rooney Jr., though that 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 would not be um, that would not be the next person. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. The, the the point of all of that is that you know you talk about stability, and and the one thing that I agree with you is you know I have liked the stability of the organization. I, I think for a long time it's been a feather in the cap for them. It has been the calling card. They are stable. They are secure. They do things a certain way. And I think now we're starting to see an organization that has started to break away a little bit from the way that they traditionally do things, and that's fine. I'm okay with that. I I like some of the things that they've broken away and and done differently. The question's going to be, do they really take it a step farther and and move on from Mike Tomlin? That, That would be, even though, you know, A lot of us are talking about it today it would still be shocking to me if I woke up and saw a press release saying that you know Mike Tomlin had been let go or traded or or whatever the case is going to be it would still blow my mind uh we'll take your calls when we come back I know Dave and Jim you're on the line we'll we'll get to you guys when we come back here as this is the fan evening show on sports radio 93.7 the fan
0: call from mom answer it call silenced
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game
3: Big reaction Friday night tends to happen when the Steelers go lose to -to back-to-back two-win teams with their playoff hopes dangling in front of them. They are, what, the first team in NFL history to have a winning record but lose to consecutive teams who are eight games under 500. That ain't good. That is not the right side of history to be on. And now it has, I think, the fan base either anywhere from confused and befuddled to enraged to, I don't know, sad maybe, that what has happened to this current rendition of the Pittsburgh Steelers but also this team in general and the organization in general. We have heard from a lot of you throughout the course of the day A lot of people who think that the coach needs to go. The head coach needs to go. This is not a coordinator thing. It's not a player personnel issue, though I think that does play a role in it. And I said it earlier, and I'll say it again. I have never, ever, ever said on this station that it is time to fire Mike Tomlin. But I did earlier. And it's not something that I, you know, I I don't take joy in that. I don't think I you know I think there's a common you know misconception that a lot of us are just screaming for people to be fired because we want people to be no, I I, I don't want to see this happen to Mike Tomlin. I don't want to see this happen to the Steelers, but I also want to see the Steelers win. You want to see the Steelers win. I'm speaking for you and and I just the reaction that we've had from the fan base I just have not seen the collective, the town turn on Mike Tomlin like this ever. There have been bad moments. There have been calls for him to be fired, certainly. It's never felt this rational from the fan base and from people in the know. We certainly have never had an insider for the Steelers come in on our station and say that there is about a 50% chance that he is back next year. Hell, we've never had a insider come on the way that Kabali did today and say that there's a 10% chance that he would leave or be traded or be fired. So even the 10% shows you where we're at right now. 412-928-9370, Jim in Monroeville up next. Hi, Jim.
0: Thank you for taking my call. Um, you know, <clears throat> I, I'm I'm on the fence, but I, I, I really don't think the best option is to fire Mike Tomlin. I think, if anything, I'll go with what Ed Bouchette said a few days ago on the fan. Um, your best, your best to trade him. I mean, yeah. with his resume, you fire him. Believe me, I, if I'm an owner of, like, the Chargers, I'm, I'm grabbing Mike Thomas. Um So, you know, his resume speaks for itself. And, you know, obviously, this team isn't a rebuild. Uh, Kenny Pickett is not the answer. Uh, and I think most people know that. We could see it on the field. Uh, and you're right. He's not going anywhere. Um, But I I just don't think the right move is to fire Mike Tomlin. I think the best move is, you know, um, trade him. And if you can't trade him, I'm sorry, give him an extension. There aren't many head coaches out there or, or, you know, uh, young uh, aspiring uh, coordinators that I I think can come in here and do what he did for the last 16, uh, 17 seasons. But, but Jim, I don't think that you're
3: looking at this for the next 16 or 17 years. You're looking at the next couple of years. Can somebody, and thanks for the call, man, uh, can somebody get this turned around right now? Can somebody figure out a way with this defense that they have with T.J. Watt and Cam Hayward at the end of his career, it seems, but still playing at a reasonable level, and Minka Fitzpatrick and Alex Highsmith and the money that has been tied up in this defense and maybe some of the potential potential star power that the offense has with guys like Pickens and so on and so forth. Is there somebody that can come in and say, you know what? We can kind of get this working quickly. It happened in Philly with Sirianni. You know, they moved on from Doug Peterson. And look, it can take a while. It can take a year or two years or whatever. But you're not thinking about can somebody come in. I think this is where. Steelers fans get tied up in the history of the organization. Well, we've only had three coaches for the last sixty whatever years. I don't, I don't really care what the Steelers look like in twenty eighty, or what they look like in twenty seventy or twenty fifty or twenty forty. I care what the Steelers look like in twenty twenty four, and twenty twenty five. That's the immediate concern. So longevity, to me, I, I, I just, I don't care. I just want the best coach possible for this team. And right now, I hate to say it, that doesn't look like it's Mike Tomlin anymore. I mean, the Eagles brought in Sirianni the first year he's there, 9-8, and eight. the second year 14-3, and three. and so far this year they've been among the very best teams in football. And they look like a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Dave in Hermitage up next. Hi, Dave. Hey, how you doing? Good evening. Good evening.
2: Uh, I, I would like just to say, you know, when, when we had Ben playing, and I, I was, I did this analogy as he got nearer the end of his career, and I said, you know, when Ben Roethlisberger retires, we're going to be sitting back, and and I said the same thing about Tom Brady, we're going to be sitting back, that these two coaches, Brady, Bel, or Belichick, and and Tomlin, are not going to be able to carry their teams forward, and I really believe that. And then seeing it with Brady, because when Brady left and went, and Belichick was everything, it was it was Ben Roethlisberger's team and it was Brady's team. And I really think of this quarterback-driven style leagues, and I mean, I could even go with Troy Aikman if I wanted to, but it seemed like when they retire and they're gone, it's really hard to pick up the pieces and move on. And I'm starting to believe, even so, that maybe. A little bit here, even life after Tomlin is not going to be what we thought it would be. But do you agree with that assessment? No, look, I mean, it it, it is very
3: difficult, Dave, and thanks for the call. Uh, It is very difficult to replace a legend quarterback. It is. There's teams across the league that, I mean, look at the team they played last night in New England. Yeah, Bailey Zappi had three touchdowns in the first half, but Mac Jones didn't work out for them. Bailey Zappi won't be the long-term answer for them either. There are teams that struggle in the first place just to find the Hall of Fame quarterback, and it's even more difficult to find a guy to replace him adequately. It is hard. It is hard. The problem is that the issues with Mike Tomlin are not limited to the post-Ben Roethlisberger era. They include the Ben Roethlisberger era. This franchise in a decade has won three playoff games. A lot of that included Ben Roethlisberger. Now, a lot of that was because of Ben Roethlisberger, some playoff losses in which Ben did not play well, but a lot of that right now is still spilling over into the Roethlisberger era, and I'm not—I you cannot absolve Mike Tomlin because they have not found an heir apparent to Ben Roethlisberger because it hasn't been good here in a number of years. It's been fine. It's been above average. Has it been good? Have you have you thought truly since maybe what 2017 with with AB and Le'Veon Bell and company that this team had a realistic shot at winning a Super Bowl? I, I don't even when they started 11 and 0 in 2020, that really didn't feel like a team that was capable of winning a championship at any point, even though they were 11 and 0. Frank and Carrick next. What's up, Frank? Hi, Josh. How are you? I'm good. What's going on? All right, here you go. Here's my scenario, okay? If we're not
8: going to extend Mike Tomlin, you want to bring in an offensive coordinator? Well, I'd bring in the offensive coordinator from Michigan with the understanding, since we're not going to extend Mike, we're going to bring in your head coach, Harbaugh. How cool would that be? Him, the two Harbaugh's in our division going head-to-head with each other? So, Frank, How you're cool saying, you're saying
3: get rid of Mike Tomlin and bring in Harbaugh?
8: Yeah, if you're not going to extend Mike right. and he's only on a one year deal, correct? Yeah. So that means he's a laying back coach,
3: correct? That, that's, so, if, if they don't extend so, him, yes.
8: Yeah. So we want to bring in an offensive coordinator because Sullivan and, you know, Randy ain't making, a, making it work. You bring in the offensive coordinator from UM, University of Michigan, with the understanding when Mike walks out the door, we're going to bring in your head coach, who's your boss, Harbaugh. How cool would that be?
3: Um, it, it's interesting, Frank, and thank you for the call. Um, <laughs> look, I, I, I've I've seen people say today, you know, throw out the name Harbaugh when it comes to the Steelers. You know, I, the guy had a lot of success in San Francisco. There's no denying that. I mean, he, he'll be a massive name for the NFL circle if he does leave Michigan, if things fall apart there um, fully. But... I don't see that scenario playing out where they bring in a member of his coaching staff uh, with the expectation that he would then stay on the staff and replace Mike Tomlin. And the biggest reason is, and that's, uh, you know, Sharon Moore who took over for Harbaugh and all that. The biggest reason for that is why would Harbaugh or why would Tomlin play ball with that? Why would he bring in the guy that would be rep- part of the replacement system for himself? That is a recipe for n- not a good not a good deal here in Pittsburgh. All right, uh, got to hit a break when we come back. I know we have a couple of you on the line. We'll get to you before the top of the hour. I'm Josh Rountree. This is the Fan Evening Show.
7: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.
6: Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.
3: Steeler reaction in full force here. Not much of a surprise there. The fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder & Associates, a personal injury law firm, where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Josh Roundtree here with you until 1030. Uh, Let's grab another call. Josh in the car. What's up, Josh? Hey, Josh. How's it going? I'm good. What's up, man? Hey,
8: my whole thing is two things. One, we trade Tomlin. Who you going to get? Who you going to put in there?
3: Another coach, a head coach, a coach that would be, I, a, you know, in contention for other coaching jobs. That's who you would put in. My whole thing is we don't do that. We bring in Big Ben for the offensive coordinator. And why would Ben Roethlisberger want to be the offensive coordinator of the Steelers? Because Big Ben loves being in the fame.
8: He loves being in. He wants to be around fame. He wants people saying, that's Big Ben. That's Big Ben. I I don't disagree with that. That's why you bring him in there, and he can do this. He can he can make that's what he that's what he's best at. He is the best at reading defenses, saying. But this but, is what we need to do. But Josh, he's not playing. <laughs> well, that's... he's going to be calling it in the Kenny Pickett ear the whole time. He's going to make Kenny Pickett. Well, the no, next, they exactly. they
3: they cut off his play call fifteen seconds before the you know the the clock is out and. He doesn't get to actually sit there in Kenny Pickett's ear and direct him everywhere he goes. That's that's the problem. I mean, to me, the issue with Pickett, Josh, and, and appreciate the call, the issue with Pickett is not that he doesn't know what he's doing as far as pre-snap. It's when the play begins, he's missing guys. He's not reading the field correctly. He's rushing himself, oftentimes rushing himself into sacks, turning in pressure the wrong way. Could there be a benefit to having a guy that has played the position? Sure, but we 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 got to stop with this. Ben Roethlisberger is not going to be the offensive coordinator in Pittsburgh. He's he's not. Why would he want to? The guy is retired. He's sitting on a, a stack of money. He is taking his kids to pit volleyball games. He is still loved here, and I get that he likes being in the spotlight, but that's what his podcast is for. I don't think Ben wants to come back into the spotlight and end up being the whipping boy here. And that's what the offensive coordinator has been since he arrived in Pittsburgh. It's always been, well, you know, Ben's great, but the offensive coordinator, he stinks. Todd Haley stinks. Randy Featner stinks. Bruce Arians got ran out of town by ownership here, then went on to win two NFL Coach of the Year awards after he quote-unquote retired. I don't think Ben wants – I think Ben – what Ben likes is you calling in suggesting that he should be the offensive coordinator. He likes people throwing his name out there and thinking about him and talking about him. He doesn't want to come be the offensive coordinator and make, what, a couple hundred thousand a year for all that heat, for all that time, why would he want that? Bob and New Ken up next. What's up, Bob? Hey, the only problem we got is we should
8: have never even had a quarterback. Jason Rudolph should have been the heir apparent to Ben Roethlisberger. That, that's it. Tomlin lied about this quarterback stuff, okay? And he's going to get caught in a lie. And, and he if he puts Rudolph out there, Everybody's going to know that it was, it was a big lie, and he's it, going to be, you know. And, and a lot of you guys on on this fan, I'm not talking about you, uh, Roundtree, but I'm talking about uh, <laughs> uh, some of the other ones there on the daylight. There had these fans all riled up. They had to boo Mason Rudolph in a preseason game uh, two years
3: ago. That that was horrible. Yeah, I didn't love him getting booed in the preseason, Bob. And and thanks, man, but. <sighs> This is the NFL. If Mason Rudolph was a good player, he would be playing. Like, this is the one industry where it's really hard to get away with favoritism. You can, but if Mason Rudolph, if they thought that he could be really good for them, he would be quarterback. He would be QB1 of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Guess what? The last time that Mason Rudolph was the QB1 of the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know what happened? A guy named Duck Hodges replaced him, and they had a quarterback battle. So I'm just – I don't buy that Mason got screwed or got a raw deal. I mean, if he was truly good, if he was legit, he would be playing right now. But he's not as good. We heard from Mike DeFabo earlier, and Mike said he watches Mason Rudolph in practice all day, and all the guy seems to do, or, or what he does a lot, is throw interceptions. So he hasn't looked very good in practice. I've watched him in practice before. There's nothing special there. I do love, though, the back to back calls. Ben should be OC. Mason Rudolph got screwed, and he should be the starting quarterback. We're living in and we're living in La La Land right now. It's fantasy world. It's people are just daydreaming. I'm guessing if you live in Honolulu, you daydream as well, and that's where we're going next. Kevin in, Hon, in uh, Honolulu is up next. What's up, Kevin? Good to hear from you. Yeah, not
5: too. Hey, I appreciate it, Josh. Uh, I'm not dreaming too much today because it's it's only like 82
3: and a uh, little breezy. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, yeah. I feel your pain.
5: Yeah, it's rough. Hey, <laughs> kidding side. Um, yeah, so to your point, there's no way on God's green earth that Ben's coming back. And <laughs> I, I, w- I would caveat not so much that Ben loves us calling in to say that we want him to be this or that the Steelers at this point. More so, Ben loves it that everybody is – that used to be anti-Ben or said mm-hmm. it was Ben's fault. is Ben's just sitting back going, see, told you it wasn't me. You
3: and know, so- he was at the game last night, Kevin. Uh, you yep. know, a, in a box and I was talking to somebody and I was like, imagine how many conversations or how many little remarks or little quips are being made in that suite about, well, oh, you know, if Ben was in there or Ben thinking, you know, if I was in there and I even made the comment for that last drive, you know, hatching to maybe get, get out there. Like he probably wanted to be in there for it because he thinks he can still do it. Oh, no, he's, I definitely
5: think that, I mean, so I'll, I'll put it this way. And I, cause I know you're getting up against it is I, I think there's, A much likely likely, um, scenario where Ben would come back and play for a year versus Ben would come back to have anything to do with coaching. But what I was getting at is I think he enjoys the fact that everybody that was anti-Ben Muller and other guys are now having to admit that a big part of the problem, and truthfully, the whole part of the problem, because he's the head coach, he's responsible for it, is average Mike T. And so I've been making these arguments for the last four or five years. We are gonna we could easily trade him in the offseason to Carolina or Washington because both of them are going to be looking for a coach. They're both dumb enough to give us a first and second round pick for him. Our, where we missed the mark is we should have got rid of him last year and picked up D'Amico Ryan, which I was huh. asked for last year. And yeah. I don't know who's out there, but whoever's out there, I don't care if we go two and 15 the next two years. It's worth it to cut the string yep. with Tomlin because – if you look at them, they are a steady decline, 12 out of last, year, I mean, 83% of the time, which is 10 out of the last 12 seasons. They failed to make a playoff, so they're yep. 0-1, throw out Burkett kit, and it's 92% of the time. He is utterly average, especially in consideration for the top 5 10 talent. For the most part, he's had there for the entire time he's been in place. Yep. I like Mike off the field. He used to be amusing on the podium when he was winning, even though he was barely winning with a great team, but across the board, it's so, so, so time for him to go. So the only thing I got to say, if you ever watch the movie, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Come on in. The water's fine in the average Mike T conversation (laughs) because that's where we're at. It's where we've been for five or six years. You've got to go.
3: Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate it. All right, got to get out. Uh, we have uh, Mike Warfield coming up next, the head coach of the Aliquippa Quips. They won the state championship. They're the best story in high school football, the best story in high school sports in Pennsylvania, and uh, we're going to talk to Mike coming up next. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevy, 23 Silverado, 1500s, up to 7,500 in rebates, sunchevy.com. It's uh, 46 degrees tonight, tomorrow cloudy, temperatures in the mid-60s. Josh Rountree with you. It's a fan evening show. We'll talk we we'll talk football next. We'll talk
7: next.